everybody, and welcome to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and this is the 1853 podcast, a weekly program in which we tell you about the people, events, programs, and history that make Monmouth an outstanding National Liberal Arts College. And we try to get it done in about 18 minutes and 53 seconds. In this 18th edition of the 1853 podcast of this 2017-18 school year, we'll hear from Monmouth art professor Stephanie Ball. She'll tell us about the new exhibit over in the Everett Gallery of Hughes Library, and it's one you don't want to miss. Monmouth tennis coach Brian Jordan will preview the men's tennis season that begins on Saturday, and the annual Bernice L. Fox Classics Lecture will be on February 19, and we'll be joined by Classics Professor Bob Holshue Simmons, who will give us a preview of what promises to be another great Fox Lecture. This is the Monmouth College 1853 Podcast, and I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Before we chat with this week's guest, a reminder that weekly chapel services are held from 1210 until 1240 every Monday afternoon in the Dahl Chapel and Auditorium. Monmouth College Chaplain, the Reverend Dr. Terry Ott and Assistant Chaplain Jessica Hawkinson offer what is always a great message to start out your work week. And if you can't make it over to Dahl Chapel and Auditorium, you can watch the service on a live stream over the college's YouTube channel. Just point your browser to youtube.com slash College and click on the video tab. We'll also post a link to the service on the college's Facebook page as well as in the college's Twitter feed on Monday morning. Also, don't forget, works by former Monmouth professor Lawrence A. Weedman and his daughter, Clary Lee Weedman, are on display now in the Buchanan Center for the Arts, which is down on the town public square. That exhibit runs through February 17, and for more information, check it out on the Buchanan Center for the Arts website. That address is bcaarts.org. Over the next few weeks, be sure to stop by the Everett Gallery in the Hughes Library between now and February 23rd. That's because there's a great show of mixed-media works by Kansas City artist Kathy Lau, Titled Lingering Presence, the exhibit features a collection of large-scale paintings, prints, and mixed-media pieces. And as I mentioned, it's on display through February 23. That's when Kathy Lau will be on campus for a reception and gallery talk. As Monmouth art professor Stephanie Ball explains things, fate literally brought Kathy Lau to Monmouth College. There is a national organization for art teachers, college art teachers, who focus on a foundations courses. At Monmouth, those are the courses our art majors take in the first three years. The organization is called Foundations Art Theory and Education, F-A-T-E, so it's the FATE group, and they held a national meeting in Indianapolis in 2015. And my colleague and husband, Brian Ball, and I attended that conference. And the year after, we decided to hold a regional FATE event here on the campus of Monmouth College. We had an exhibition of nearly 40 different artists uh, submitted their work, and they attended. They came to Monmouth for a single-day mini-conference, and we shared a lot of what we've learned about teaching Foundations Art. Kathy Lau uh, was not able to submit a piece to that exhibition due to a communication error on our part, but she attended the mini-conference, 
and we were talking to her and said, you know what, Kathy, we're sorry that your work isn't in this show, a single work. Why don't you do an entire exhibition? So we set that up. Um, we weren't sure exactly when it was going to happen. That was 2016 when she was here on campus. In 2017, we saw her at the FATE conference in uh, Kansas City, where she lives and works as an artist. And then now she is here on campus, or her work is here in our Everett Gallery. She's actually the third artist that we've brought from the FATE organization. And as a funny turn of events, I currently have three of my pieces at her institution. We didn't know that this was happening, but she and I have sort of an art exchange happening. And Stephanie says that Kathy Lau's work will definitely be noticed by the visitors to the Everett Gallery. Kathy's work is very large scale. I think this is some of the largest work that I have seen in the gallery. It is dynamic. It is vibrant. She uses very intense colors. And I find that to be a very exciting contrast. Uh, there's a a visual quality of her work that is very present, very immediate. But in terms of the content of her work, as is indicated by the title, Lingering Presence, her work is about memory, remembrance, um, relationships, and how relationships are built on um, our memories and our experiences with each other, which may be very present, or uh, that sense, that memory of the relationship continues even when the person is no longer present. So there is a, a wonderful dichotomy in her work of the physicalness of the pieces. They are mixed media pieces with layered textured paper, and you can really get a sense of that um, object quality of the pieces looking at them, but they are often describing something very ephemeral, the sense of memory and um, how we understand our world through how we remember it. One of the great things about Momness Everett Gallery is that it's not only a public gallery, but as Stephanie points out, it's also an important part of Momness curriculum. We think carefully about the type of artist whose uh, type of artworks that will be exhibited, two-dimensional, three-dimensional, contemporary, um, some more traditional, to sort of show the range of what is possible. We are interested in our students finding their own voice, and as they get to see such a variety of pieces over the years that they are here, I think that it reinforces that message from our department. And Stephanie says that Kathy Lau's works that are on display are also very instructional for Mammoth art students. Because she has some pieces in there that are paintings. They are just straight up paintings. She has some prints and she has some pieces that combined the different media. Um, doing sheen collet on the printmaking, doing collage on top of the paintings. And this is an excellent example for our students. We encourage our, all of our art students to explore multimedia and to, even if they fall in love with a particular art-making medium, to think about how it interacts with other processes and other techniques and how they can utilize that. I think that her work is an excellent example for our students in finding a way to work, to communicate what's meaningful to them that reaches beyond the bounds of what might be traditional techniques. That's Mammoth art professor Stephanie Ball. She's responsible for bringing Lingering Presence, the current exhibit of works by Kansas City artist Kathy Lau, to the Everett Gallery of the Hughes Library. To read more about the exhibit, check out the news section on the Mammoth College website. Just point your browser to mammothcollege.edu slash news and you'll find the story on that page. It also includes some information about the February 23 reception and talk by Kathy Lau.
listening to the Monmouth College 1853 podcast, and I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. The 2018 men's tennis season gets underway on Saturday, February 3. That's when the Fighting Scots travel over into Iowa to play at Coe College against both the host Cohawks as well as the University of Wisconsin Lacrosse. Following a trip to Florida in early March, the Scots will begin league play on March 28 when they host Knox College in their home season opener. With five tournament-experienced seniors on the roster, the Monmouth men's tennis team has been picked to finish in fourth place in the Midwest Conference preseason coaches' poll. The Fighting Scots were picked to finish behind number three Cornell College, number two Lake Forest College, and conference power Grinnell. They've won every league team title since 2004. Monmouth College tennis coach Brian Jordan says the preseason poll might have undervalued this year's Scots team. I think that that's a little bit low. I think our our standards and our expectations are to finish higher than that. I think that this year we were the only team that's gotten visibly stronger. Every other team that finished above us last year has graduated significant players or lost players on their roster. So, you know, we come in thinking that, that we're going to have a chance to, um, you know, battle for that ch- conference championship this year. And we're, we've got a team that's full of seniors. We've got five seniors this season, and um, hopefully we can use their experience and, and knowing that they've played a ton of matches over their careers, and hopefully that might get us through, you know, a close match against Grinnell towards the end of the season. In addition to having a seasoned roster, Brian says this year's men's tennis team is also deep, and that can often be the difference in tight matches. I think the best thing that we have on our team is our depth. Um, we're legitimately seven deep, um, and you need six six to play. But I think that's where we're going to have a lot of our success against the strong teams is that um, towards the bottom of our lineup, we're, we don't have a huge drop-off from our number one to our number seven. So um, we're going to be able to be very competitive in those top matches and hopefully get, get the some easier wins at those bottom matches, and, and hopefully that will allow us to um, to get enough points to come out in those close matches with a win. Brian is also very high on his seniors. Um, our seniors have, have just been really, really good. I mean, they've been playing all together since they were freshmen. Everyone that's playing on our team this year has played at some point in the top three of our of our team. So everybody's played in big matches, and they've played at high-level matches. And the reality of it is that, that some of those people that have played top three are going to be you know playing four, five, and six for us. Um, and so we've got, you know, hopefully those matches will be – surefire wins for us and we can go out and you know if we can win four five and six and take care of three doubles then we've only got to win to win the match we've got to win you know one two or three singles or one or two doubles gets us that fifth point to clinch the match two of the tennis seniors are still readjusting the campus life that's because they spent last fall studying in shanghai and brian says that's one of the advantages of playing sports at an ncaa division three college that's one of the reasons why I chose D3 is I wanted to be able to, to do athletics and music. And um, I think that's one thing that Monmouth allows students to do very well is to, to do different things and be, able, be involved in, in multiple, multiple circles. You can do Greek life, you can do athletics, you can do fine arts, um, and you can just you know, really do anything as long as you have the time management skills and, and the ability to keep focused in the classroom. You, know, you can do four or five different things. You know, Monmouth can be what you want it to be, and I think that people who have a good experience at Monmouth are people who get involved, and I, I advocate that to all of our freshmen is do something besides tennis. Um, get involved with Greek life, do student government, be a RA, um, 
play another sport if you're if you're so inclined. Um, but I think that I like to think of Monmouth as, as having a lot of circles, kind of like a paint wheel. But those circles kind of intermingle, and the more circles that you have intermingling, the more you know robust experience that you're going to have at Monmouth. That's Monmouth tennis coach. Brian Jordan, his Fighting Scots men's tennis team, opened their 2018 season this Saturday, February 3rd at Coe College. And be sure to circle March 28 on your calendar. That's when the men's tennis team opens the home portion of its 2018 schedule. It's also the opening of conference play, and it just happens to be against rival Knox College. To keep up with the latest action in Monmouth College athletics, you can follow the Fighting Scots on Twitter MC Fighting Scots. You can also follow Mama's Tennis Teams at Twitter, and they're at MC Scots Tennis. Of course, to keep up with all things Fighting Scots related, check in early and often to the Mammoth College Athletics website, and that address is mammothscots.com. This is a good point in the podcast to remind you of the many ways in which you can follow Mammoth College in the social media spectrum. The college's main Facebook page is facebook.com slash College. The college's main Twitter account is at Monmouth, and the college is on Instagram at Monmouth College. If you're on Snapchat, be sure to follow Monmouth on Snapchat at This Is Monmouth, and don't forget to check out Monmouth on Spotify, where we have posted some groovy and fresh playlists for your audio enjoyment. You're listening to the Monmouth College 1853 podcast, and I'm your host, Dwayne Bonifer, in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Established in 1985, the Bernice L. Fox Classics Lecture has brought some of the leading classics scholars to the Monmouth College campus. Of course, the lecture honors the late Bernice L. Fox, who taught classics at Monmouth from 1947 until 1981. The lecture is a reminder of the continuing importance of classical studies in the modern world and also the intersection of the classics with other disciplines in the liberal arts and sciences. This year's Fox Lecture, which is slated for February 19, is right on target with those goals. This year's Fox Lecture is called Classics, Comics, and America, and it will be given by Thomas E. Jenkins, who is a professor of classics at Trinity University down in Texas. The lecture will be given at 7.30 in the evening on Monday, February 19. It will be given in the Petit Auditorium, which is on the ground floor of the Center for Science and Business. Jenkins is the author of the recent well-received book called Antiquity Now, The Classical World in the Contemporary American Imagination. And Monmouth Classics professor Bob Holshue-Simmons said the book is what caused him to notice Jenkins. In this book, he explores the ways that the ancient world is portrayed in a, a variety of different media, including um, fiction, film, uh, comics, uh, drama, television, and just showing ways that the ancient world is used to communicate uh, s- certain ideas about the contemporary world in these different media. As Bob points out, classic scholars see the relevance of their discipline in many contemporary media. He says what Jenkins does so well is point out those connections to the average person. Uh, Tom Jenkins will be looking at in this talk here is primarily the way that that the ancient world has been portrayed in comic books, fairly recent comic books, and not in uh, 
necessarily the comic books everybody might think of. I mean, there, there is, he's going to work in a Wonder Woman comic and with, that includes the story from Aeschylus' Oresteia. Um, but he's, he's working with also um, other comics, like uh, one comic that plays on another comic called 300. So the 300, the comic was made into 300, the movie, 300 the movie was a huge hit. That itself was a movie that was released very much in the wake of the 9-11 attacks and their aftermath in the U.S. So, I mean, everybody who teaches classics understands that that was a movie that wasn't really about uh, ancient Sparta. It was really a movie about uh, the U.S.'s dealing with this attack from an, an eastern force in the same way that um, Sparta was dealing with the invasion of the Persian Empire. He's actually going to be looking at, in particular, a comic book called Three. So not 300, but Three. And it is about three slaves of the Spartans that tried to run away. And so he's... Uh, from the... These, these are slaves that were used in as part of the uh, resistance to the Persian invasion. They were forced to fight for the Spartans as they'd previously been forced to uh, grow crops for them and give much of their produce to the Spartans. So this comic book focuses on three of these Spartan slaves who tried to run away in the wake of that uh, Battle of Thermopylae that is uh, dramatized in 300. As Bob points out, tales from the past can be helpful to present-day authors for several reasons. One can use the classics for all sorts of reasons, and uh, there are plenty of, of authors who are recognizing ways in which they can take these stories that have managed to, to pass through all of these millennia uh, to get to the present day and use them to tell a story that has contemporary resonance but that uh, is given a little bit of distance from the heat of contemporary issues by, by telling it as an ancient story. And, and of course this is what a lot of the ancients are doing. We tell a story from the ancient past, people can think about it a little bit, think about how this story from the, the ancient past might have some connection to contemporary matters and puzzle through it along those lines without needing to feel defensive about the issues that are being um, uh, implicitly raised. That's Classics Professor Bob Holshue simmons previewing the 33rd Bernice L. Fox Classics Lecture that will be given at 7.30 p.m. on February 19 in Petit Auditorium in the Center for Science and Business. Looking ahead to next week's 1853 podcast, we'll hear about a new minor at the college, one that should be popular with sluice. We'll also hear about a new summer program at Monmouth for rising high school juniors and seniors, and we'll check in with the friendly folks over at the Huff Athletic Center to see what's happening in Monmouth College Athletics. And that's going to be a 30 for this 18th edition of Monmouth College's 1853 podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this program. Tell us what you think by firing off an email to us at news at monmouthcollege.edu. Be sure to put podcast in the subject line. Until our next edition, this is Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody, and have a nice day.